Live on American Family Radio, this is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. More than 65 million Americans right now are caring for a loved one with a chronic impairment. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's an aging parent. Maybe it's a child with special needs. Maybe it's somebody who has a disease or some type of trauma. Maybe it's somebody who has an addiction, alcoholism, or drugs. Maybe it's somebody with a mental illness. Whatever the chronic impairment, there's always a caregiver. And this show is here to strengthen that individual, let them know that there is a place where they can go to catch their breath, take a knee if they have to, and then develop strategies for a healthier life. Healthy caregivers make better caregivers. And if you're not healthy, what happens to your loved one? And that is the whole purpose of this show, is to strengthen you as you care for someone who is ailing. I'm glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. If I sound a little congested this morning, it's because I am. But I will try to work through that and punch through it. <clears throat> it is... a. Uh, it is not COVID, it is, it is allergies. And um, we've got season changes uh, heading our way. And so it's, uh, I got up yesterday morning, we live up in the Rockies in Montana, and it was uh, 28 degrees. So uh, when the seasons change, sometimes it gets a little gnarly. All right, 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show. And as usual, I'd like to start off with a hymn. And... Um, and we'll talk about why that hymn is important to us as caregivers and what we are uh, able to do in the context of this. So these hymns that I pick, I just go through the hymn. No one picks hymns that I grew up listening to throughout my journey in church. And I get more people say, I wish we still did these in church because we've kind of let a lot of this slide in our churches. And so I'm hopefully reintroducing um, these hymns to you in a way that uh, makes sense. And then also for those who've never heard them before, that you will find the, the treasures um, in in them that, that so many others have had. And uh, and so that's why I do that. So this is one, uh, this may be a little bit easy. It's, it's one of the, I'm stepping over here to the caregiver keyboard. One of these, um, uh, this is one of those ones that have a, a melody that is so catchy. Now, the guy that wrote the melody um, is not the same guy who wrote the lyrics, but we're going to talk about the lyrics today. But this is one of those really catchy melodies. And everybody, I was playing this before the show, and, and Richard on the board, um, he was singing along with both of the words, but he couldn't think of the title. And uh, it just, that's how catchy this melody is. So... That is an easy melody 
do you know the lyrics? And more importantly, do why are those lyrics important to you? Why are uh, why are those things driving home in your life? And I'll give you a hint on the first verse. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. And uh, now how many of you as caregivers feel that way when you're on life's billows and you're tempest-tossed, when you're discouraged, thinking all is lost? Do you ever feel that way as a caregiver? If you, if you, don't, if you haven't felt that way as a caregiver, hang on, because you will. It's just a matter of time. And, but there, there's a powerful message to this. This was written by a, a wonderful minister, um, and uh, he, he also wrote, uh, well, I'll tell you that in the next block because I want to get into a couple things. First of all, let me give you an update on my wife. She is doing much better. Um, she's moved back into our county. Montana is a small town with long avenues, so everything is kind of spread out out here. But it's, um, they had to take her to Billings, Montana. They, they airlifted her there to do surgery and she stayed there for a couple of weeks and after breaking her femur she had a, an, a bad fall caught her prosthetic foot on something and it twisted her but her prosthetic leg did not and so something had to give and it was her femur she is um, going to be recuperating for a couple more days at a local community hospital and then bringing her home on Tuesday and then uh, we continue the healing process until she can wear her prosthetic legs again and get going. So this has been a very unfortunate and unpleasant, uh, certainly very painful experience for her, but she is, uh, um, she is recuperating nicely and we expect to get her home. It's, it, you know, it is what it is. Fortunately, our home is set up for her. And so it won't be too terribly much of an adjustment. Um, her, uh, her caregiver will have to work a little harder. Oh wait, that's me. But she is uh, she's hanging tough, and she's a, she's a tough gal. So uh, I appreciate your continued prayers for her. She's been through a lot. Um, it, it was it was you know a little bit surreal watching her go into surgery again, uh, her eighty first that I can count. And so that, that those are. Those are difficult things to have to endure, and uh, I've I've certainly seen her go off to surgery plenty plenty of times in my 35 years caring for her. But it's um, it is what it is, and and we we accept this and move on. All right, I I wanted to also tell you something very quickly before we go to the break that may resonate with some of you all. I used to go to a, a, a support group when I was in when we lived in Nashville. We lived in Nashville for many 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 years. And um, I went every week to a support group. There's a great group of guys, and I really enjoyed them. And um, there was a soda machine in the in the room where we met at this church. And it was uh, I went in there every week, and I like to get a soda and sit there and enjoy the meeting. Uh, one time I put my money in there, and and nothing came out, and I was rather frustrated. Uh, and I was, uh, you know, vexed about it. Well, then I, I got to the, the next week I came back and I tried it again. I put money in it and two sodas came out. So I was like, well, okay, we balanced out. And I put, um, I gave one of them to a buddy of mine and thought it all balanced out. The following week I came back, 
or the next time I came back, and, and it was, and I did it, and it didn't, nothing came out again. And I called the number on the uh, thing and said, you know, hey, look, your machine is a little messed up here. I never got a response. The next time I came back, I thought, well, I'm going to try this one more time. Nothing again. And I shake the machine, I fussed at it, and called it names and that kind of thing. And uh, nothing came out. And I gave up and I started bringing water, which is healthier for me anyway. And that, that signaled the, uh, the change I made to stop drinking as many sodas. Well, what's the life lesson for this that I learned as a caregiver? Sometimes we put our treasure into things that are broken, that cannot deliver, no matter what we do. We can shake, yell, cuss, fuss, whatever. It's not going to change anything. It's broken. The machine is broken. And we are putting our self-worth, our treasure, sometimes into individuals to respond to us in ways that they cannot do because they're broken. Does this resonate with you as a caregiver? You ever felt like you are looking for approval? You're looking for value. You're looking for gratitude. You're looking for anything from someone who can't give it. I've talked to so many caregivers who are dealing with this and are doing as much as they can for their aging parents, for example, and they can't, they don't get the response back because they're broken. Where are you putting your treasure? Where are you putting your self-worth? Where are you getting that from? And that's what we're going to spend some more time talking about today. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. We'll you know, right. a lot of times you have to choose between something high quality or something that saves you money. But if you can get both, why not? Especially when it comes to health care. And that's MediShare. You get both. The typical family saves 500 bucks a month switching to MediShare. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's because MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge PPO network. So, yeah, really, you could save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. If you're self-employed or part of the gig economy, or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Here is the number you need. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The Word of God tells us many times in one form or another, fear not. Today in the world, many people are very fearful about some of the many perils and dangerous happenings that are going on in the world. Psalm 91 verses 1 and 2 tell us, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. I'm Joseph Parker and we here at the American Family Association would like to remind you, fear not. Put your trust in the Lord. We'd like to both encourage and challenge you to aggressively put your faith to work. And one way to do that is to pray Psalm 91 daily for yourself and your family and keep your trust in Him. If you'd like to get a copy of the Psalm 91 prayer for yourself, email us here at psalm91 at afa.net. Again, that's psalm91 at afa.net.
song. But when you think of the context of who's singing that, that's Gracie, that's my wife, who, you know, just had a, a, a helicopter, her first helicopter ride, um, you know, and, and this traumatic event that's happened with her leg and everything else on top of all the stuff she's gone through since her car wreck back in 1983. And what does she know that the rest of us would benefit from knowing? that we can say with that kind of conviction that our life is in his hands. If you want to get a copy of that CD, you can go out to our website, hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'd ask you to get involved in what we're doing. Do you like this show? If you like this show, you find it meaningful, help us do it more. And you can do that out at hopeforthecaregiver.com. You'll see where it says giving. And we, do, we have two programs for what we do. We do this show, and then we also have a prosthetic limb outreach that Gracie founded. We've been working in West Africa for many, many years. I'm just texting with some patients right now we're trying to work out we've got patients in nigeria that we're sponsoring for treatment uh some of them come to ghana where we work but uh some of them we're working with local outfits there we just sponsored our first patient in kenya and um we've got uh we've got a ships over some uh some resin we really need some help with that if you want to get involved you know it's it's fairly expensive but it's cheaper to buy it there and than, than it is shipping because we're having some shipping problems with stuff because of COVID. So we're trying to get as many things on the ground there in Ghana that we could help sponsor for the patients. We work with the clinic there. They, they treat these patients. And then we have um, uh, artificial limbs that are being recycled. The parts are being stripped down at a prison in Arizona. Uh, it's run by an outfit out of Tennessee called Core Civic that they run these prisons all over the country. And the one in Arizona is the inmates volunteered and they disassemble all the prosthesis for us so that we can use the usable parts. It's, a, it's an amazing program. So if you want to be a part of all that, go out to hopeforthecaregiver.com. You'll see the link to Standing with Hope as the presenting sponsor, and we'll send you a copy of Gracie CD. But if you, if you like what you're hearing here, help us do it more. All right, the song that we have... Catchiest, one of the most catchiest. Listen by English. Maybe one of the, I don't even know how to say it. That is a catchy tune. <laughs> That's a catchy tune. But if you know that song, 888-589-8840. Now, somebody's going to get this before I get through all the calls. However, I still want you to tell me why does that song mean something to you. Now, listen to the second verse. Are you ever burdened? with a load of care. Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Now, could you think of a better lyric to say to caregivers? And this was written by a wonderful, wonderful pastor uh, named Johnson Oatman Jr. Uh, Johnson Oatman Jr., I think his father had a hardware business, and he worked for the or lumber business or something like that, and he worked with him uh, 
with that. So it's it, it, and he became a pastor, and he wrote another song that you might know, and um, I'll, I'll play that for you maybe in the third block here. So let's go to, uh, now some of you guys are going to get this before everybody else does, but if you know the song and it's meaningful to you, please let me know, okay? Because that's the whole point is to talk about why it's meaningful, not necessarily see who's the smartest hymn person in the world. But let's talk about why the song is meaningful to you. Alan in Texas. Alan, good morning. How are you feeling? Just fine, sir. How are you? Well, you know, I think I've done a mental inventory. Most of me's here, so uh, I think I'm doing okay. What you got on your mind, and how? And what do you know about this song? Well, we have uh, some poor little blessings, and they're, they're our granddaughters. Um, for one thing, a wonderful uh, daughter who uh, allowed those to be our granddaughters, and uh, they live a whole 150 feet away from us. So it's really nice to be able to interact with them on a daily basis. It's just uh, a real blessing. And uh, so that's one of the many blessings that we have um, used during this uh, time. And uh, we're, uh, we don't believe that uh, um, COVID is, uh, I know, People have health concerns, and they may well, have well, this. First off, let me back up. Do you know the name of the song, Alan? Oh, certainly. Count your blessings. <laughs> that I think that would uh, uh, that that would help put a context in there. And you're counting your blessings with your grandchildren being so close to you, and uh, I appreciate that because I love this. I love this hymn, and uh, it's a it's it is it is a catchy tune. Um, yes, and it's I like uh, it. it's very simple. Key of C. No, you know, not very many black notes, so it's really good. <laughs> well, it depends on what key you played in. <laughs> I, mean, right. I know. I uh, I put I, a capo yeah, on the piano, and we just were off to the races. Um, but it's um, <laughs> but I appreciate you calling it and checking on that. I'm going to go to uh, Roger in Arkansas. Roger, good morning. How are you feeling? Roger, you with me? Yes, sir. I am. All right. Did you know the song? I sure did. And and what's a what's a blessing you got this morning, my, Roger? Uh, I'm going to count my blessings because my Savior died for me, and and now I'm free. When upon life's billows you are tempest tossed, when you are discouraged, think is thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Is that a great Amen. lyric for caregivers or what? Yes, it sure is. I, uh, w- one of my biggest blessings is I've got 10 great-grandchildren. And when I look into their faces, uh, I-, I can see what a blessing that the Lord's give me. That is, that is wonderful, Roger, and I really do appreciate you sharing. I'm going to run to uh, Sherry in Georgia. Sherry, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm good, thank you. Did you know this song? I did. From the very first three or four notes she played, I knew it. <laughs> it it is a catchy tune. I mean it's it's a it's a really easy tune to remember. Um it but is. I, I it, I've known what it a since message I was a child and I'll soon be sixty eight, so Well, tell me tell me what this song means to you. 
Well, it means to me, even looking back over the years, as old as I am, and I've just lost my dad as of last night, I have many blessings to be thankful for. And I couldn't name them all if I tried. But uh, he's been precious to me, and he has sustained me through this time because I can't, could not be with my dad. And, uh, of course, my husband. Tell me about, tell me about what happened with your he's father. in the hospital with COVID, sir. Your husband's in the hospital with COVID, but you lost your father last night. I did. <laughs> what, what was going on with and your I, dad? He has stayed me. Well, he's been going down, I guess, for maybe the last five years or so with Parkinson's and dementia. And he, we were praying for a very peaceful transition from here to heaven. And the Lord answered that prayer. He, we just seen the hand of God move in all this time when he was in um, the hospice COVID unit, even though he was never positive. They said he was positive, but he never had any symptoms or fever or anything. And he went in there for dementia and Parkinson's. And uh, this was his, he didn't come out this time. The Lord took him home. And I'm so well, thankful for you, his sustaining grace and mercy and strength. The fourth verse of this hymn, uh, Sherry, mm-hmm. is, is a good one for you. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Hallelujah. Is that a, is that a good yes. verse for you this morning? It is, and I appreciate it so much. Well, I, yes. Sherry, I know that you have a lot of mixed feelings this morning. I, I, I know that this must be very um, uh, difficult, and at the same time, you, you also rejoice in the life that your father lived um, as right. your husband is struggling with COVID. And it's not that we live in some kind of, as believers, when it says count your blessings, that it's not to be trite because these lyrics are nothing trite about. There's nothing trite about these lyrics. It's meant to exactly. reorient our thinking. It's very difficult to despair when you're grateful. That's right. <laughs> it's very difficult to be hacked off when you're grateful. And mm-hmm. and so the message of this song is one that says, okay, I'm going to reorient my thinking, and I'm going to learn to be grateful in the midst of whatever. And Scripture says that we can do this. Uh, yeah. and, and and so um, I think this is this is the point that we have a lot to be grateful for. And it's not that we're not recognizing the the painful things that are going on. Um, True. But it does. But 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 First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And and so I think that that is our message. Now, this this guy that wrote this hymn, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about it in the next block of of one another hymn that he wrote that I think you're going to know as well. So hang on to that because I think it's it's the same message of of mm-hmm. of reorienting our thinking and recognizing. Okay, yeah, this looks bad, and it is. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Is that not a great lyric for caregivers? It is. It's beautiful. I'm telling you. Well, the fact that you're even able to just chuckle this morning, recognizing there is something greater than even death. 
And that is the that is the message we have as believers to the world that is a world that is completely unsettled right now. But can we be settled? Can we be clear? Can we be focused on our message right. and offer that same grace that is given to us, that same comfort that is given to us to a world that is in desperate need of it. And that's the message of the show. That's the message we have as believers. Exploring the word. I think it's wiser to lay the issue out before God than to tell God what to do. That's very wise. And it takes a level of trust to do that. I trust you, Lord. Makes me think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God, you're able to deliver us from this fiery, burning furnace. But if not, We're still not going to bow down. We trust you no matter what. Join Bert Harper and Alex McFarland weekday afternoons at 3 Central on American Family Radio. To sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that is the mission of the Christian Worldview Radio Program. I'm host David Wheaton, inviting you to join us this Saturday morning at 9 Eastern, 8 Central as we discuss all matters of life and faith from a decidedly biblical perspective. The Christian Worldview, Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, right here on American Family Radio. Technology has an amazing way of influencing teens, doesn't it? Whether it's the internet, a tweet, a podcast, a YouTube video, or a text, kids are exposed to more ideas than ever before. Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. The flow of information and the increase of data won't stop in the future. Our kids will never be less exposed in the days ahead. And since teens will always behave like teens and the information will keep pouring in, moms and dads need to shift parenting styles and keep up with the times. So mom and dad, don't fight the trend. Go with the flow and make sure these cultural influences don't overshadow your effort to raise healthy and happy kids. Want more parenting help from Mark Gregston? Find encouragement through articles, books, and more at parentingtodaysteens.org or search for Parenting Today's Teens in your favorite app store. back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, and we're so glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show. And our song today was Count Your Many Blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. And, and I love these lyrics. When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy, your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. And that is a great lyric. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend, help and comfort give you to your journey's end. These are are tremendous lyrics for us as caregivers to hang on to. And why do I do this? For those of you just now hearing the show, you just stumbled into this show. We get that a lot. And people just stumble into the show. When you, when you go through the, the brutality that any given day can bring as a caregiver, 
and in my case, just just two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago, we were having dinner with our son and his date, and it was just a wonderful time. I left them, came up the mountain to our home. I walked into the house, put Gracie's purse down on the table, went back to go get her, and before I could, I mean, it was in 30 seconds, and she's laying on the ground just in agony where she'd fallen and broken her leg. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and that her whole life was upended within seconds. And in the moment of the, the, the trauma, you can't think uh, through all the craziness. It gets, it gets nuts. You have to have simple things you can just hang on to. That's why these little uh, phrases and, and hymns that are so um, anchored in our soul, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Are you burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? And it, these things remind you um, of reality in the midst of the craziness. You know, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. And and he touched me. I've done that, that one before here. You know, just these all these hymns that I've done, uh, and, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know. There's a reason I'm doing this because I know what it's like to be in the trauma of the, the that, that that craziness that happens, and I know that it's hard to think clearly, and so I'm I'm providing myself and you with something that just kind of helps you settle yourself down, so that you can think clearly in the moment. This is uh let's see Anne in Tennessee, Anne. Good morning. How are you feeling, Anne? Hello. Good morning, Ann. Is this Ann? This is Ann. You are Ann. Yes, I am. <laughs> I wanted to be sure I heard it correctly. Um, you did. And Peter, uh, I have been listening to you about a couple of years, and um, it was right after my husband died, and I, I have felt such a kindred spirit um, with you and your wife, uh, Ben Caregiver, and with for myself as well. But anyway, Count Your Blessings is a wonderful song among so, so many of our favorites. Um, I was a singer for many years. Uh, I'm 87 now, and I'm not in a choir or anything like that, but I was in a wreck in 1973, 10 years before Gracie's, and it's been a lifetime of chronic illness from that. And I just... Mm. Like, I woke up, and I heard the music, and I said, oh, they're on. So I said, this is the day to call. Uh, well, I'm do, glad you did. I pray for you and Gracie, and um, just feel like I know you. So Well, uh, I have, you do know us, and we know I you do. now, and, That's and right. thank we you. We know each other through the Lord, absolutely. And um, there's just so much. Uh, my husband died just a couple of years ago. And 11 days before that, I was at home. I had been going back and forth to the VA where he was staying at that time for a few months. And uh, my shower rod came loose and knocked me backwards and broke my femur. Oh. I have come back from that, and I am living alone. I'm 87, and I, God has, is so good. And he is, even in the midst of broken legs. That's what helps me through the night as well. And I, I just, when it happened, I was so lonely. We had been married 60-something years, had three children. Um, I just 
dived into the Lord. I, everything I could hear, I would turn 89.7 and then, but staying in the Word to anyone out there is one of the keys. When you start, you know, lose somebody, you know it's for the best. God has the best for us always, no matter what happens. Well, and, you know, and it, it, that brings me to a point where, you know, you could listen to the news all day long or you could listen to uh, this station and then see see what your demeanor's like after each each of those t- events, <laughs> you know, absolutely. because you if you listen right. to the news all day long, you're going to be agitated and and whatever. But, but you've got to you've got to tank yourself up, and that's why I do this, you know, every Saturday morning here, and I, I play these hymns because I know that when the 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 stuff happens, when the shower rod breaks and you're laying there with a broken femur, and the trauma hits. You 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 cannot you cannot recall things that Tucker Carlson said, but you can recall things that Jesus said, you know. And 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 I I'm not I'm not slamming Tucker Carlson or anybody else or whatever, but but the, the, you're you're not going to want to you're not going to want to hang on to those things. You're going to want to hang on to, you know, are you burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You are called to bear. You know, count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. And you know, it's that's that's the whole point for us as caregivers is to anchor ourselves that we we're going to live with very painful things. What yes. are we going to do? How yes. are we going to deal with it? And and that's you were just such a delight this morning. What do you got? What do you got planned for today? Well, let's see. I was thinking about. I do use a cane, and I walk weird, but. Um, <laughs> I go to the farmer's market, whether I need to or not. I see people for a few minutes, and they seem to be glad to see me. And they think, wow, she is still trying. But anyway, um, I have—I know I don't have much time, and I'm so thankful that you um, uh, could call in. Um, I have written a little booklet, finally. I have had friends through the years. I did a lot—I'm pretty self-taught when it happened— the original wreck, I became allergic to the world. It damaged my bone marrow, and so that's what ensued the life's 48 years, different things. I would be this problem and that problem, and I read many books, and then I did really couldn't afford to, but I went to different states to different specialists who knew something about environmental illness. And believe me, folks, don't judge anybody. They may look okay. But you have no clue. Uh, Some of it I will die with. I'm still so allergic to chemicals and things like that. But God has helped me through learning natural medicine as well as allopathic, um, you know, to survive. And I I knew I had a lot to live for, so I couldn't give up and have pain pills totally, uh, you know, or antidepressants. So that's where I am now, and I've passed that on, Peter, to others as I have been at 87 years old, I, I would say that you have a track record, don't you think? I surely do, honey. Yes, I've spoken at <laughs> so. a few places where I'm asked to, and I have written a little booklet, and recently I did a little booklet signing at my health food store, and I'd like to send you one from Gracie if I can get your address where I can You can. I'm going to put you I'm going to put you on hold and Richard will get all your information. And I would be thrilled to read that. Thank you very much for that, Ann, and thank you for thinking at eighty. You know, when somebody has lived through what you lived through at eighty-seven, I'm going to listen to what you got to say. 
So I, thank I, you for I, that. Hey, someday we may meet in heaven. <laughs> well, I'm, pl- I'm counting on it. I'm counting Absolutely. on it. And, uh, so well, listen, I'll put you on hold, and Richard get your information and and, and tell you. Uh, and uh, actually, I'll I'll let him uh, give you all the stuff where to send it to. Okay. Day, and thank you so much. You're quite welcome, man. Thank you for calling. I'm glad you're doing okay today. I miss. By the way, I do miss the farmers market uh, out here where we live. We don't have much of that. We have the the, the ranchers. We have we have a lot of beef out here, but uh, I miss the south, south and the farmers market. Uh, those the, the smells of a of a farmers market in the south is like there's, there's like nothing else. So um, I do miss that. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Carol in Kansas. Carol, Carol, good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Carol. How are you feeling? Oh, been a little weak. Been kind of battling with some stuff, um, physic, physical for me. Um, but anyway, that song, it's the first one I've known right off as soon as you started playing it. And um, anyway, counting my blessings has been, I don't know whether to call it an antidote or my way out of becoming um, kind of depressed or, you know, feeling sorry for myself, you know, because I'm going through this or I have to do this or that. And uh, so that song has really, really helped me a lot. And I'm thankful for the reminder, um, you know, for you to play that today because I needed it. And um, there's another song, The Goodness of God, that's really popular right now. Christian song. I don't know if you've heard it or not. I've I have not it. heard all, that one. All my one, the, of the, one of the phrases is all my life you have been faithful. And that's what I have to lean on when I think, you know, this is really going down or how am I going to do this or that. I do have a husband and he hasn't worked since he was 42. I'm 80, going to be 84 this month and he's 83. And um, he's I pretty much had, I had to come in the bathroom to tell this, but I pretty much had to carry the load. Had a daycare in my home. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. I had a daycare in my home for 45 years, and um, God was so good to, you know, to keep that all, giving me the strength. I've been healthy, you know, through all those years and was able to do it and to earn our living, and then we raised, um, I raised, Boston Terrier puppies, and we told them that, uh, you know, helped too. But anyway, uh, what I've been wanting to call other days, and I didn't know the song <laughs> today. I knew the song, so I thought. Well, I'm, I'm glad you knew it. We, we, we've, we've got to go to a hard break here, so I've got to to run here but I, I want to know how much I appreciate you calling and I'm, I'm glad you got the song right off the bat because that's a great one to be able to get count your blessings name them one by one see what God has done this is Peter Rosenberger this is Hope for the Caregiver this is the show for you as a family caregiver we'll be right back Have you ever struggled to trust God when lousy things happen to you? I'm Gracie Rosenberger, and in 1983, I experienced a horrific car accident leading to 80 surgeries and both legs amputated. I questioned why God allowed something so brutal to happen to me, but over time, my questions changed, and I discovered courage to trust God. That understanding, along with an appreciation for quality prosthetic limbs, led me to establish Standing with Hope. For more than a dozen years, 
we've been working with the government of Ghana and West Africa, equipping and training local workers to build and maintain quality prosthetic limbs for their own people. On a regular basis, we purchase and ship equipment and supplies. And with the help of inmates in a Tennessee prison, we also recycle parts from donated limbs. All of this is to point others to Christ, the source of my hope and strength. Please visit StandingWithHope.com to learn more and participate in lifting others up. That's StandingWithHope.com. I'm Gracie, and I am Standing With Hope. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, another heavy question. Is it true that some evolutionists actually claim that there's an evolutionary justification for rape? Yes, indeed, Chris. As disgusting and far-fetched as it may sound, evolutionists claim that rape has its basis in evolutionary survival of the fittest. In evolution, the two main goals are survival and reproduction. That organism which can reproduce the most, pass its genes on to the greatest extent, is the one that's most fit. Thus, rape has its justification. If man is an evolved animal, this must be right for us, too. But Chris, animal behavior should not be the model for human behavior. Humans were created in the image of God and are obliged to abide by His law. His design was one man for one woman for life. And that Back to Genesis truth is the only one that will work. For more information, visit our website at icr.org. Do you see, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care, don't you care? Are you going to let them drown? How can you be so numb not to care if they come? You close your eyes and pretend the job's done. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. That is uh, uh, Keith Green. And I did two Keith Green songs this morning, so I've got a friend of mine who listens to the show, and when I do two... Two Keith Green songs, I get a smiley face because she's a big Keith Green fan, and uh, and I am as well, and just had a profound impact on me as a as a musician and as a believer, and so I, I love that song. Um, it just do you say? And I love that there's a line that goes on there. It says, uh, "Jesus rose from the dead, and you you can't even get out of bed." <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, Keith," you know. But it's it, it's a point of changing our focus. Are we deluding ourselves? Are we are we are we thinking ourselves into misery, or are we retraining our mind? Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And and this is what happens to us when we get involved in all this pain and all this sorrow and all this loss, all this trauma, all this heartache, all this bitterness, all this rancor. It it has a debilitating effect on our ability to think. And when we retrain our mind, renew our mind, and we focus on gratitude and the plight of others and and being able to be a source of encouragement to others, even in the midst of our heartache, you would be amazed what happens to you. And by the way, on this song that we did today, I see a... Count your many blessings, name them one by one, count your many blessings, see what God has done. The guy that wrote the lyrics for this, uh, his name is uh, Johnson Oatman Jr., he's a minister, I think he's a Methodist, Methodist Episcopal, Methodist, Methodist Episcopal, however they say that, Episcopal Methodist, 
uh, born in New Jersey. He also wrote another hymn that you may know. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on, say it if you know it, higher ground. Do you know that hymn? And uh, this is um, Johnson Open wrote that. What, uh, same guy wrote this. So obviously he had a theme going on in his life. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on Canaan's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lift my thoughts. So you got two hymns that are embedded in our church history from the same guy saying the same thing, basically, which is to retrain your mind. Retrain my mind. Lord, retrain my mind. And, and I love this second verse, though, in Count Your Many Blessings. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? How many of you today are burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you were called to bear? Have you ever just put your head down on a table or against the wall and just said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, if you have it as a caregiver, give it time. You will. Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Not singing as somebody who is checked out of reality, that you're somehow ignoring the fact that this is going on in your life. That's not what this is talking about. We're not talking about delusion. We're talking about retraining your mind to recognize, yes, this is painful. Yes, this is hard. But Lord, lift me up and let me stand. A higher plane than I have found Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and tears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Now, this is how we do it as caregivers. And you say, Peter, there's no way I could do it. Really? How do you know that? How do you know that? What makes you so sure of that? Because this is where I am today. And I'm not dismissing how painful this is. I mean, you know, Gracie and I certainly understand it. You know, as, as she approaches the anniversary date of her wreck, it's 38 years ago, this fall. And even scripture says 38 years is a long time. Look at the Gospel of John. When Jesus goes to that pool by the, with the guy there, he'd been there for 38 years. It says 38 years. And then, then scripture repeats. He said he'd been there a long time. Anytime scripture doubles down on something, you might want to pay attention. Even scripture recognizes it's 38 years, and it's a long time. Even scripture recognizes this. So I'm saying to you, yeah, we understand this. We get it. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. If he's Lord at all, then he's Lord of all. Even broken legs. Even 81 surgeries. Even as a caller called in earlier today, her father just passed away. He is even Lord over that. He has conquered death so that we may live. Does the cross seem heavy you were called to bear? And as a caregiver, 
it's okay for you to answer in the affirmative. Yes, it is. And I know that what many of you are carrying right now is overpowering you. And I know that what many of you carrying right now will overpower you as time goes on. It's relentless sometimes. That's one of the more challenging aspects of the caregiving journey is that you you can't get out in front of it. It, it is You just have to just sit in the canoe and ride down this river. And hopefully you don't hit too many rocks and capsize. Because you're not going to be paddling upstream. You're not going to be getting out of this anytime soon or any easy way. And it's the relentlessness of never being able to say, okay, I'm done with this, until you get to a funeral. And even then, you're dealing with the residual impact of this. I get all of this. And yet I would still say to you, does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Then count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as the days go by. When you see a lyric that says the cross you, you carry, and then flip it just around and said, you'll be singing. Somebody spent some time with that. This, this pastor spent some time with that particular thought of, of contrasting cross with singing. And, and I, I get that. And that's what I love to, that's why I love to listen to my wife sing. Because I know how difficult her life is. And as I tell her, when she sings, she's not broken. The, the part of her that sings is not broken. And and it's 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 there's something that happens. It's transformative. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. But I've seen it, and I've seen it so many times. I've witnessed it so many times that I cannot deny its reality. And so I'm just offering to you what I have seen. My opinion is irrelevant. My experience is not. And so I say to you right now as caregivers, as fellow caregivers, those of you who are, who are hanging your head in grief, beating your head up against the door, frustrated, you're, you're cussing and fussing and everything else, I would say to you what this scripture, I mean, what this verse says, so amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is overall. He has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your name. And there are very, very difficult things that you find yourself in. And as I, as I sat in that emergency room over in Billings, Montana, a couple weeks ago, I'm looking at Gracie and I'm thinking, how many times have I seen her in this place? And, you, you know, your heart just sinks. You think, Lord, how much more does this woman need to go through? If you allow yourself, you could go down some very dark paths. On another show, I'll tell you how I know this because I've been there, done that. A friend asked me the other day, how have you done this? Because... She's taking care of aging parents, and it's really, really wearing on her pretty hard. She said, how have you done this? 
And I said, well, I've done it extremely well at times, and I've crashed and burned a lot of times. But through this journey, I've learned that God is Lord regardless, and that his faithfulness is not contingent on my discomfort or my uh, my trauma or Gracie's trauma or anything else. And there's a point when you when you've had the ample time I've had, which is you know three and a half decades, to work through this and to look at this mountain, you start to see things. I have the benefit of of experience, so I can see these things now that I couldn't see before when you're in the throes of it. But I still need to be reminded, and I have people in my life who remind me of these things. I have caregiver amnesia. You know, I have to go back and listen to my own show sometimes. I have to read my own book. I've got a, I was doing that. I'm going to put this out on the podcast here uh, later today, so please go take a listen to it. I'll put out a snippet from the audiobook of, of Hope for the Caregiver because I forgot about this chapter I wrote in there. And it's chapter 39. It says, they're going to fall. And how appropriate is that for me in my life right now? And I wrote that some years ago. But they're going to fall. And Gracie did fall. And she got hurt. And your loved ones may as well. But he is Lord of all in the midst of that. This is Hope for the Caregiver. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.